everybody. You are back for another episode of Is It That Deep Though with Joy and Cynthia. I'm so excited to be back. I haven't talked to you in a long time, it feels like. I know. (laughs) I'm actually pumped. We don't have a topic today. We're just going to be having fun talking about a lot of different things that have happened since the last, we really haven't recorded in like three weeks. Yeah, I think we had that one episode that was split in half or like split in two. So split in half. And then I took time editing it. So it came out late. Like, I I mean, we just really haven't talked in a while. There's a lot to catch up on. How yes for the past month. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, I've been okay. I think it's to be honest, a little bit tough because of the weather here. Like it was just cold and like cloudy and just like really upsetting for a while. But now the sun is out and I feel so much better. So I've been outside at any moment that I can and just like going to like different spots that I haven't been to and going to the park. I love the park and things like that. So, oh, yeah. Every time I check in on you. (laughs) <laughs> find my friends during the work day you're usually at home or at the hospital yeah work hours you're on the town you're like out I'm like, oh, yeah <laughs> gossip girl xo 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 i like being out i'd be at home yeah <laughs> home is good too but i mean like your place is so nice like it's you not, it's, it's super really not no it's super well decorated it's like you put a lot of effort in making your place look nice my place like my microwave doesn't work anymore so there's that well i don't even have a microwave <laughs> i really have, like, i don't i feel like i got into the one of those you know wrapped up in the you know they cause cancer the radio oh waves. yeah like things Yikes. like that where i just threw mine out and was like i don't need it but also at the time i was moving into a luxury apartment that had its own microwave so mm. i haven't gotten a new one since i left <laughs> but i'm flattered that you like my apartment i think yes i've done what i can i i like most of what i've done with it but it is not nice <laughs> it is not <laughs> A balcony makes all the difference, TBH. Like, if I had a balcony, yeah. Oh my gosh, I would love it so much more. <laughs> I know, Ugh. but honestly, other than that, it's just been pretty straightforward. I feel like the whole month of February went by like super quick, and it's like shortest, it's over. Shortest month of the year. I knew I said I said I wouldn't speak over you, and yet I've done it five times. Oh no, it's okay. I feel like I also am cutting you off, so it's like maybe that's just how we that's, live. That's, that's I don't know. Is, like that's literally just our friendship. Like my best yeah. friendships are where we are we're adding it's not even speaking over or cutting you off yes like i'm i'm adding i'm putting my paprika statement on top of what you're saying <laughs> paprika <laughs> paprika statements coined by joy uh whatever my last name is. <laughs> <laughs> no let's not expose <laughs> <laughs> i really don't want y'all to find me <laughs> no, please don't please honestly yes again you can email us at is it that deep though with those spelled all the way out at yes. gmail.com we haven't gotten any so far i think i was gonna fine. ask oh yeah that nervous. is good i got a little nervous after our last episode because i was like dude i gonna know hit somebody so i just want to say it to top off what we said last episode mm-hmm. um i don't feel any differently because i don't i never had any feelings but what i will clarify is that i personally do not make any statements such as real women do xyz mm-hmm. or why can't we be separate or whatever I really mm-hmm. don't have an opinion. I don't really care that much about my gender or being a woman or whatever. I really don't care about yours either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think you should identify as whatever you want. Um, we were just talking about Adele and, you know, turf language and trying to figure out, like, what is that? And how can we be mindful about what's offensive? Because, yes, listening back, real women bleed. That sounds very shitty. <laughs> yeah. 
That's yeah, why I'm not sure I got the the t-shirt phrase right because that obviously sounds offensive, but I feel like uh, I, I just was trying to convey that I understood that this person was not trying to say X, Y, Z, but it's a case point example of how you can think you're saying one thing and it's not mm-hmm. until that, that, um, that minority group tells you, oh, wait, hold on. Like, what is that? What are you trying to say? That you can learn, right. oh, shit, it does sound like X, Y, Z. Let me pull that back. I'm sorry, you know? Yeah, and having a conversation about it. One thing that I think it's helpful listening from to back to the last episode and kind of thinking about these conversations we had is that it helps model like, okay, even if you're not really sure and you're just having an open conversation about something that you're not sure about, that's okay. Like, I feel like either it's like you have to know everything or and if you don't, you got to keep your mouth shut, which for the most part you should, especially online. But I think between friends... Like, we should not have an issue having these types of conversations and having grace about it. Right. But see, it's almost like if you don't have these kind of conversations where other people can hear you, mm-hmm. then how can you learn? Because if you and I just talk to each other, we didn't change any opinions. We didn't learn anything. Oh, yeah. Right. But if somebody else <laughs> right. listens to that episode and understands where we were wrong in any way or something, and they were to email us and be like, hey, member of the community, um, this is why XYZ is important. We would be like, oh, okay, cool. Like now we've learned and we wouldn't mm-hmm. have learned if we didn't say it out loud. The thing is that, that is Twitter, true. <laughs> Twitter is just terrifying because yeah. they don't go, oh, hey, let me explain to you. They go, you're this, you're that. They label you and shame you and get a hate mm-hmm. train going so you can't actually learn. And I do believe right. that sometimes people do need that. Sometimes people need to lose their jobs. They do. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but other times people are innocently literally just like, I don't really even know how I'm being offensive. And they just needed it explained. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, talking about my week. Yes. My last few weeks. Oh, man. So, yeah, the last episode, you probably heard us sounding so run down at the beginning because we were both really exhausted and tired. Burnt. I was so burnt out by my job. So last week I went to Mexico. Yeah. So fun. Oh, it looks beautiful. It's it like, was uh... beautiful outside. The weather was almost perfect. Um, the only thing, no, I'll keep it positive first. It was beautiful. <laughs> I wear a bunch of new dresses that I'd bought. Um, the weather was great. The beach was beautiful. I met some fun people. Um, I got to practice Spanish a lot. Like I yeah. got to speak more Spanish in the past week than I'd spoken in the past 10 years. <laughs> so <laughs> dang, because everybody who worked there was, you know, Mexican. I'm assuming yeah. it's in Mexico. Because it's Mexico. Latin. I mean, unless you're telling me people came from Colombia and anyway, that why wouldn't that be true? Why wouldn't South Americans move to Mexico and then work in that? I also met people who were like from France. Like one of the people who worked on one of my excursions was a Frenchman. Um, oh wow. When I, was, when I was like by the pool, I was talking to these people and she was like, you know, she had an accent. And I was like, oh, she parle Francais. You know, I was able to communicate in a couple wow i'll be honest i'm not great at french though so all i could say is i only speak french a little and then i literally forgot every other word (laughs) did you take french in high school in college i took French for two semesters in college but i lost it all because i wasn't practicing it oh wow trilingual girl i didn't know you took all those (laughs) oh my gosh let's do the remix the material girl material girl trilingual girl girl (laughs) <laughs> These hoes can't stamp me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I literally get French confused with Spanish because I speak Spanish more often and French mm. and Spanish are very similar. So I'm gonna I'm about to learn more French, um, but I don't know when I would use it. But anyways, so those were the good parts. 
I think the only part that made it a drag was there were so many white. How do I say this? There were so many eight by fives, eight point five yeah. by elevens. Yeah, a elevens. <laughs> yep. by 11s there and they were like trump's america looking people like turn people late 30s to like 60s 95 to 97 percent of the resort were these kinds of people Mm. and everybody who works there is brown right yeah it made me uncomfortable seeing brown people serve so many white people especially when i'm like these are the type of people who want to build a wall I know. Right? Like, so y'all love coming to this country to be served and to make your demands and be like rude and entitled and not some people there were like not speaking a lick of of Spanish. Like, oh, I already know. Hey there. Hi. Spanish. Bitch, you can't say hola. You can't say gracias. (laughs) You can't say, bitch, like, what? Like, these people are rude. You come to their country and then. I know. And I will say the level of English speakers were different, right? Like, so the front desk, they have the best English speakers there. Mm-hmm. You get to like the bartender, less English, still English, but like, you know, no- nothing complicated can they understand mm-hmm. or speak. When you get to the people who are just supposed to like hand you your towel, take back your towel or whatever, they're not speaking very much English at all. They're not. Yeah. Like they don't know how to speak it. And so it's to me, it's like, that's no big deal. I can speak enough to figure it out. Right. I can mm-hmm. say, I'll come back, whatever. But people, the white people, they're obviously have no interest in speaking the language. They've never learned it. So they're Ugh. just there speaking louder. I don't know. It's just seeing. Is it that you're going to they're going to understand it more? Like but if you're know, loud, it just didn't rub me the right way. Every white person I talked to there had been to Mexico several times. Like, oh, of course, my, my first time going. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've been to Puerto, Puerto Vallarta. We've been to Cancun. We, we just decided to try this place out. And I'm like, no, so y'all motherfuckers love Mexico. Yeah. But country, you, you hate Mexicans. I'm sorry. That's just how they are. They'll probably tell you like, oh, Uh, we just want them here legally. That's all. We don't treat them like it's like a pest problem. Right. We're, we're getting overrun. And it's like, but y'all love to go there. It's right, exactly. And it made me think, mm. like, if there were, like, resorts in, let's say, Ghana has, a, like, a border by the ocean, right? What's yes. an African country that touches the ocean? Oh, Lord. Oh, Nigeria. It touches people, go to the beach, and, oh, Lord. Yeah, I like, it's <laughs> so going to be like, and you're from where? <laughs> Onyocha, for sure. <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's say you went to a resort on the coast of Nigeria. Yeah. Like, so it's a resort, all inclusive. If you went there and you saw like 97% white people and then a bunch of black, you know, African Nigerians serving them. Mm. I, I mean, it's just uncomfortable because I'm like, if it yeah. was my own people, I would be like, why are there Ugh. so many white people here? Why I know. Why be served by us? Yeah. Y'all hate black people, but y'all come here mm. to ex- exploit our land. You know what yep. I'm thinking about? Like, geez, like the, the developers, I won't even get into all that liberal <laughs> <laughs> left-wing ideology of like liberal exploitation crap. and deforestation and <laughs> <laughs> deforestation even though it's I mean, real they're literally real. ripping up the yeah rainforest to build these because when we got when we were driving there from the airport just like a whole the whole coast it's oh resort yeah after resort after resort after resort after resort. wow like all the way like for miles like miles many 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 resorts up and down the coast Mexico and then I mean on one end you might be thinking it employs them that gives them jobs but it's like Mm. you're ripping up their land and then the jobs that you're offering are servitude so like I don't know that to me 
even if it pays, it's not yeah. to me, like, a fair trade off. And then the last thing I'll say is just like one of the excursions I went on. Um, we were they were driving us from our hotel to like this beach club. It was something where we were just going to be taken to have a five course meal and all this stuff. Ooh. So we're driving, we get off the highway and we start going into more like underdeveloped areas where you can, it's so weird. Cause like you can tell that they mm-hmm. have torn down enough to like cater to this resort lifestyle for these people who will come in. But for the mm-hmm. rest of it, they're like, you're on your own, like whatever. Yeah. So, it's the bush. Yeah. So we're driving through, I don't know if it was jungle or whatever, but just definitely through like some sort of forest, like dirt roads. We passed by this like broken down farm, like dilapidated building with a couple of horses and a man. And they're just, the white people in the van with me are just kind of like, whoa, this is like a safari. Woo! Like, whoa, look at that. would kill me. I I would. I was like, because all I could think is, like, the man who's tasked with driving us, who didn't speak very much English, you don't know where he lives. Like, I know. What if he lives in a place like this? Right. No, and you're cackling and laughing and calling it a safari. You've never driven on a dirt road before? Like, are you? Right. Like these people, and maybe it's because I've driven through the village, you know, when you're in Nigeria, like you're going yeah. many dirt roads and stuff. But I'm just like, are y'all like really this? And then one of the white ladies is like, I'm scared. Like, I'm not comfortable. Well, bitch, get on walk. But Dummy, I, I don't know like, what to tell you. What is wrong? Like, I just felt, I felt very uncomfortable. I felt disrespected on behalf of these people. Oh, as long oh as gosh, I was there, I, I just, I tipped as much as I could throughout the whole week because I was just, yeah. Like, I'm so sorry for making you clean up after me and do all this stuff. That I mean, it might be the first and last time I'll ever go to a resort because it just made me feel really? uncomfortable yeah. with like the amount of because it's not even like a diverse color range of people at the resort mm. being served. It's like mostly white people being served. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know how most white people are like, they don't tip like that. No, like, no. I just see people there being like, it's your job. Why am I, I right. already paid? It's all included. Why am I tipping? Like I've right. seen on the review pages, some people be like, they expect tips. What? And I'm like, yes. Yes. Yeah, they expect It's their job. They just made me they sad. They need to be like, I don't know. How Certain sad. things made me feel like this is just uncomfortable. I wore a fake-ass wedding ring the whole time I was there. Oh, really? Wedding, <laughs> an engagement ring complete with a wedding band that I got for wow. $20 dollars <laughs> Because I didn't want any chance of any crusty, mm-hmm. sun-crisp, sunburnt white people looking at me and being like, oh. <laughs> like I, I just felt like this is the kind of resort where if I'm out I, too late yeah they're going to try recruit to pro- you exactly yeah. some sort of proposition I don't want that to happen so yeah. I wore a wedding ring <laughs> and luckily I'm very lucky because nobody asked me about it because I, I after a while I was like am I gonna have to lie like concoct a story about oh, why I'm not here with my husband oh yeah <laughs> like I was prepared to be like oh Andrew he just couldn't get off <laughs> Andrew we had booked this like months in advance and at the last minute, you know, he had to go on a, you know, it just wasn't going to happen. And I wasn't passing up my trip. So I can't, you know, but it never yeah. came to that. Nobody asked me. Oh, good. I love when it happens like that where you don't have to lie, but you got to lie prepared. I mean, imagine white people minding their business. I know. <laughs> when would that happen? <laughs> Anyways, that was my week. And so let's get into pop culture. Yes. Where did we, where do I want to start? Are you watching Married at First Sight this season or no? Have you seen it? Okay. No, I haven't, but I'm literally starting that this weekend because of what you were saying. And there was this one black couple, I think one of the guys is Nigerian, who's just like a menace. 
Yeah. He's one of those where his dad is like Nigerian, but I don't. And his mom is. I don't think he he has no real like Nigerian. That's what I feel because I he hasn't said anything other than one time when he said his dad is Nigerian. Okay, that makes sense because I saw a clip of him and his wife at like the gym or something, and I was like, this man. I don't know. Besides his name, I wouldn't have thought he was Nigerian. Yes. Okay, then we can table married at first sight. If you feel like you can have seen it, at least the first three episodes. Yes. By next week. I can definitely do that. That's my bread and butter. Lord, I did not. See, I've seen the first three seasons. By season four, that's when I was like, why are these people signing up for this shit? I I know. I can't watch this because it's frustrating to see these people. And I, I will say before we move on, I just hate the idea. Like, I hate people i hate the idea of people assuming that their husband or wife needs to be like perfect like all of the women were like my prince charming he's gonna sweep me off my feet and the perfect man and my and all the men were like my wife is gonna be there cooking me breakfast and she's gonna be there whenever i have any problems and she's gonna make me happy and like, you are matched with a human being like I the minute know. you think that they are gonna be perfect for you or that they're your person. I hate when people say my person. Like shut the fuck up. Mm. Like seriously. <laughs> that was so dumb. So dumb. So I was already like, they're not coming into this like, let me just figure this person out, see why we were matched. If we're attracted to each other from the jump, cool. Let's be friends. Let's take it slow. Cool. Let me get to know you. We're both gonna have faults. Let's just adapt. Right. But all kind of coming into it like this person's matched with me because they're perfect for me. So uh, if they're not perfect, then I'm automatically like, like, is this, is this bad? Is this a bad match? Like, is this going to work? And I'm like, how about you just get to know, get to know each other? Like, mm-hmm. Okay, moving on. That's my little tidbit on that. And we will table it. I'm excited to talk about it with you. I'm telling you, girl, it's a good season. <laughs> I already know. Because like, so I watched Houston. It fell apart. It was just like, like early on it seems promising but after a while i was like this is just dysfunctional from the start it's not even like it got to that point the best one i feel like but the most excruciating one was atlanta that was the one that i got charlie horses from watching that season because i was so stressed (laughs) see that's what i was stressed because you know the wedding episodes are so cute like obviously yeah we both look our best and we're like it's fun and you know they get very emotional when they see each other for the first time and whatever everything past that i was like kind of like am i even gonna keep watching after that because i was like Mm. i know that it's the real world is different it's such an ugly process like just being on tv and having to get to know this stranger on tv on tv it's a lot it's a lot but i'm i'm I thought, see, I thought the season you had talked about was the season I was watching. Oh, no. So it's not. And nah. even though you had said Houston and this season is Boston, I, I don't know why I thought. So my, I started off the season assuming they're all not going to make it. And I oh, okay. say, I think it's either still on air or just wrapped. I'm yeah. Sure. Because one of the people on the show was trending yesterday. So I was like, oh, shit, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to know. Oh. Like, I don't want to know. Um, but either way, like, it's kind of exciting to be like, I feel like none of them are going to end up together, but I don't know that for a fact. So, yeah, I could be surprised. Okay, next topic, the proud family. Re- yes, yes. So how are you feeling about it after seeing at least the first two episodes? Yes. So I am happy with it. I have a few questions about it, but I'm happy that all the original voice actors are back, at least except um 
Michael. Michael. I think Michael's, yeah, it's Michael Simon you. Um, and I like that it's still kind of like goofy and silly, like all of like the visual or the like the physical gags and stuff like that. The only thing that I question about is like, I thought they were not in middle school anymore. Why are they still in middle school? Yeah, that's what everybody's saying is that at the end of the in the Proud Family movie, she had just turned 16 and gotten her life. Yeah. But now she's back to being 14. But even though she's back to being 14, she's grown a foot and has boobs and ass now. So right. I I think it that what that, those kind of things make me think it was like an executive decision from Disney. Mm. Like because you can only pitch to them what your idea is, and then when they buy it, they tell you this is what we're gonna agree to pay for, and then you right. can stick to those guidelines. That's why the um, Lizzie McGuire reboot didn't happen mm. because what they were pitching, Disney was like, okay, but no. <laughs> They were like, no, make Lizzie like it needs to be family friendly still for like, I guess, some kids to watch. And Hillary Duff was like, nah, I don't want to. Do yeah. That. Um, for this, I feel like they probably it the, the subject matter and how it's kind of going very much gives me they wanted her to be in high school for sure. Yeah. Like, maybe in my opinion, Disney was probably like, if you put her in high school and the subject matter gets even more adult, children can't watch it. And so we want to mimic the success of the original Proud Family where she was mm. 12 or 14 or whatever. But like, yeah, I was watching it at like eight at 10. Right. As a child watching. It. Yeah. And then you could also watch it as a teen. I watch it to this day. To this Same. day. To, th- to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I watch it to this day. And I'm almost 30. And yeah. I so I think that's what they were trying to do. Like, no, just push back her age. Keep her at 14 because then... You can have, you know, teenagers watch it, adults watch it, the people who are grown, who grew up mm-hmm. on it or watched it as teens can watch it again because we still have the same voice actors, like you said, mm-hmm. um, but also children. Like I saw people tweeting like, I can't wait for my child to get home from grade school because then I can watch it with them. Like it's something that parents can actually watch with their children and not have to worry about too much. I Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And that does make sense. But it's like, then why make... Penny so just like boom 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 like they really gave her hips and but, ass like uh, see that yeah like they're trying to appease different demographics with one show and if they had mm. not given her that and they had basically been like she's still like 12 in a 12 year old girl's body I mean when you're 14 you do get right developed. like 14 year olds do start maturing body wise so that's not mm-hmm. crazy that she would have tits and ass at 14 <laughs> I just, that beginning scene where she just like i know up and down. yeah like, eh? <laughs> i was like that's cute that's cute and I, it was cuter because I, at that time i thought she was going to jump into high school right I and wish. not still be a willie t ribs I, I really wish but i don't think they were going to commit to like hmm. disregarding a younger audience so that us so that we could be excited so okay i really liked it too I, yeah, I've watched episode three today, but I don't think you have. So I won't. No, did it drop today? No, it, dro- it drops on Wednesdays. Sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we don't have to talk about that one. The first two episodes I thought were really promising. Yeah. I, I was like, this is great. I was like, yeah. this is really good. And it's mm-hmm. very promising. I really like <laughs> that. Um, I like that Kiki Palmer doesn't sound like Kiki Palmer. <laughs> I agree. At first I had to remind myself like, oh yeah, that's Kiki Palmer. Baby, that's Kiki Palmer. Bro, the, the Kiki Palmer voice that she, that is so, you know, her the voice she does. like Yeah, that like with kind of like a little deeper, you know. A little sassy, like, oh, yeah. no, ah, Kiki Palmer. Like she has this mm-hmm. voice that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so corny. Like even that movie that she's about to come out in where she's like. Oh, yeah. 
and then she gets transported to like the 90s or the 80s and then goes back she has her kiki palmer voice then yeah she just has a voice and the gag is like that kind of (laughs) where i'm like gosh you sound like a young mini jennifer lewis or something like just oh yeah and you know what i also think because she she presents a lot like she does a lot of hosting and stuff like that so that's her like hosting voice i think so i think she kept the true jackson nickelodeon live studio audience voice throughout her career because it works in so many different avenues yeah it's true (laughs) and it's so So i love that they directed her for this to be like just chill like yeah i think her character's name is maya like just this yeah not on 10 she's just like very subdued always Mm -hmm. reading some black literature like yeah i saw the the baldwin Bro, the music okay. budget for this, like I know, Alley song, yeah, that little toddler rapper had a song. Oh wait, which rapping. one? The remember when they had the dance and that toddler baby? Rapper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. In the song. pamper. <laughs> yeah, he was twerking at his house. I was like, what is this? Okay. <laughs> um, what else? They they covered a Prince song. Those were the literal lyrics. Of yeah. Let's cry. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was like, like, wow, they really, they're paying for licensing for real. Like, yeah, probably to like be like how they did before. Cause they had they like, have, how much, I mean, they had the Kirk Franklin song in that one church episode in the original. Yeah, they did. That's true. Um, they had oh, Lou that, Ross. Lou Rawls. Yeah. The, yeah. The fine. And then they yeah. had that. They had, uh, they had Disney Shad, right? Looking at me. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that episode. <laughs> yeah. So they that's one twelve. They had the yeah. story come on the show, and I don't. Know they did have their on. story. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so they did. Oh my god. They did I have that. <laughs> Lil Romeo. Bounce with me. Bounce. 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 <laughs> we Romeo. That 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 was a different time. Like in the two. It was a different. We time. used to let children be rappers. And I know. Grown, I wasn't grown at the time because Romeo is even older than me. But yeah. Adults used to listen to Lil Bow Wow and Lil Romeo and go to concerts. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that crazy? And when you listen, when I watched an episode recently and I listened to it, it's like Lil Romeo sounds like a he sounds like a child. He's a child. Like he's because he is a child. And I was like, wow. At the okay, time. Speaking of, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, like at the time, I didn't even it didn't even register that that was my fellow, that was my same age peer. I was like, oh, uh, it's Romeo. So do you are you familiar with that girl Lele? Yeah, yeah. She's that little girl who was like rapping on Instagram or something like her videos would go viral. And she was literally like six to eight years old. Yeah. Does she have a show now? Yes. That's what I'm getting to. It's like, oh, okay. Sorry. She literally has a show on Netflix called That Girl Lele or something like that. Yeah. I actually watched the first three episodes because I was. Oh, is it good? No. I mean, well, it's for the children. It's for the 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 kids. It's for the children. It's for the children. (laughs) That's not for me. So I I watched three episodes because I was genuinely interested to see, like, can she carry this show? Because it's obviously banking off of her name. And I can say, yeah, she's not bad. She's very smart. You can tell she's so smart. She's a great performer. She's funny. Like, I think I was just so excited, you know, to see somebody like Instagram getting this i mean she's got to be making at least six to seven figures on this show alone wow the fact right. that she got a show like that like... i mean yeah and i heard it got renewed already so they're gonna be doing a season two wow yeah so that's exciting i just brought her up because i was thinking like who sinful romeo like who have we allowed to prosper as a child <laughs> I know. Want like i can't think of any other children rappers that like oh my gosh do it no you know what's sad remember little tay that Asian girl 
who was on Instagram. I knew of her. I've never followed her. I never followed her either. And apparently all of it was fraud because it was her. Yeah. yeah, Her mom was doing all this stuff. That's literally the last child I can remember. Yeah. It was victimized. It was no, it wasn't, but it was like, she didn't have money. Obviously like known any of that shit, but I mean, yeah, whatever. I don't really think that's necessarily like, I mean, a lot of these rappers, these celebrities don't have it. either. That's true. They'd be leasing, renting, hanging in the passenger side of their best friend's ride. Like they, (laughs) it's all cap. So yeah, it doesn't even matter if you can make money off cap. Sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Did you see, um, (laughs) let's just keep jumping. I know one thing together. Were you aware of Omaretta's song trending? That day no. on Twitter? No. You weren't. So do you know who Omaretta the Great is? No, no, I don't. She's an Atlanta-based rapper. I became okay. aware of her um, from her brief stint on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. <laughs> it was, whew, the last season was not very good. They had young people oh my gosh. on it. And she was- What? Oh, I did know about that. Yes. And she was chasing after Guap Dad 4000. And he was like, mm. oh my God. I was like, girl, I just want to <laughs> say all us girls. I know. Like, because I actually like her. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's great. Oh, Moretta yeah. is pretty cool. I mean, I never really, I didn't watch the season well enough to really know her personality. But anyways, she dropped a song a couple weeks ago, I believe before I went to Mexico, that was like, not Atlanta. Like, it's the song of called Sorry Not Sorry. But she basically dropped the video and was like, if you're from Clark County, if you're from College Park, you're not Atlanta. I did hear about this. Yeah. Did, did you not watch it? I didn't watch it, but I just saw like people posting the video because like she's like sitting on top of a car, right? Like a car with no hood or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was almost going to send it to you. It's not worth it. It's really <laughs> everybody was literally arguing all day. She trended mm-hmm. like she was number four in the U.S. or something or number six because so many people were like either like she's correct. You absolutely are not from Atlanta. Atlanta is the city Atlanta. Stop claiming Atlanta if you're not from mm-hmm. our city. It's like, and then other people we're saying, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like, they, were, like, they were just pissed. Like, so you trying to say young jock not from Atlanta? So you saying uh, outcast ain't from Atlanta. You saying T.I. ain't from Atlanta. Like, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> like, no. I forgot people take pride in where they're from. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's like, would you fight? Them's, over I was about to say, that's fine worse to be like, you're not Atlanta. You know? Yeah. Because they were saying, so the people who put Atlanta on the map are not Atlanta to you. Is that what you're trying to say? And then some people were saying, oh, she's alienating her own audience. She's she's an Atlanta rapper. So how are you telling right. how much people, like what percentage of your audience you're telling them you're not Atlanta? Dang. <laughs> so I don't know. She trended for a day. I don't know if people actually went to Spotify <laughs> or Apple Music, but hey, get it. Get it, girl. Um, wow. Back to Proud Family. I think, okay, <laughs> I want to say that I was, kind of disappointed of course i it was trending the day it was released yeah to see what people were saying why do so many people absolutely hate the theme song why what is so horrible because it's not solange or destiny's child i really think that's what it is (laughs) (laughs) i just so like i okay i I mean it shouldn't matter the way that i look at it is first of all the song is good all I don't know if is that do you agree? Do you agree I I mean it is good. I don't think it's better than the original, but because yeah. I grew up on the original, oh, yeah. that's the only thing. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not better, but I can see what they did. The point was we are grown now, louder and prouder. 
So mm-hmm. let's update this because the theme song is very 2000s. Let's be honest. It is. Yes, it is. So let's update it. Bring it up to speed with the current times. Let's use a young woman who's cheap. Honestly, <laughs> our music budget is already we're already right budget using a print song <laughs> and like all this stuff. So let's just use this one young talented queen from YouTube and we'll we'll do it. We'll just use the same exact lyrics but put a spin on it. I when the beat breaks down and they go um uh it, the beat breaks down at some point and, and sings the chorus or whatever oh yeah yeah i was like when it hits that that breakdown you don't think you don't start it's kind of like dun, dun, dun. i know what you mean like it's like a it's a different kind of like rhythm is it a triplet or something? It goes, boom, boom. I, okay i'm not good at this but <laughs> Scream yes i know it's all i'm thinking of like steps yeah the beat slows down and goes, yeah boom, 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 boom. okay I'm yeah horrible <laughs> i know what you mean, I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was cool i thought she did a good job singing now if you thought I, i'm pretty sure the way that this works is you can't reuse a theme song from one tv show for another one these are completely oh, different different shows right different projects completely different so no they could not at all have just reused the old one if you want to know why they didn't get solange and beyonce to do it it could be a, a number of things it could have been like they're not in the budget it could have yeah. been solange saying you know beyonce was probably booked and busy doing other stuff solange might have said well, if I do it, I need 100% ownership. Like, I'm going to need to get paid this much. I want to be in charge of production. I want to do something different. And maybe they were like, uh, no, like, we just wanted, you know, I know. A cute Solange, little song. I believe Solange and Destiny's Child wrote the original mm. theme song. But maybe, I don't know, maybe that's what happened. And they were like, oh, we can't give you that much ownership over the whole song. Like, we still need to be involved. Maybe she was like, bitch, I'm busy. Like, I'm busy. Beyonce's busy. We can't do it. Right. Um, there's a million reasons. So when people just shit all over this young girl, her name is Joyce, Joy Rice. Okay. Joy Wright? Joyce Rice? Girl, Ooh. I don't know. I just, I, messed up. I thought I really thought I knew her name and I don't. <laughs> I think it's Joy Rice, but I mean, she's a young, talented girl who otherwise is relatively unknown. I, I just mm-hmm. can't stop but help but think how much that must hurt to be like, I got, I booked this big gig that's literally going to yeah. make my name known for throughout history because this is a big show and I'm I'm on the reboots theme song for everybody to shit all over and be like, this ain't <sighs> it. it. This ain't it. It's horrible. Bring back the original. Who is this? I don't like it. Who's saying mm. this? It's like, gee, I would be in bed. Like I would be sick. Yeah. Everybody was like, I hate it. It's Especially awful. at that young, because she was like, how old is she? Like 20 something? She's got to be like 22, 23. Yeah. Yikes. Which is yeah, that is like. Solange and Beyonce were when they did. Yeah. If not older than that, maybe. I feel into this song, the show came out in, I think, the year 2000 or 2001. Yeah. Like 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. 20 years ago? So Beyonce's something like 40. That. So she would have been like 20. Yeah. Yeah, so Solange would have been like a teenager and Beyonce would have been like early 20s. So, yeah, I just think people just need to be more respectful, stuff like that. When I, I don't know, I just I, I I get being like super opinionated about stuff, but it's not a bad song. It's no, it's subjectively not bad. It's just not horrible the way that people are acting like it is. Um, oh, and a lot of people are upset about Michael. Apparently, they don't remember that he was gay in the original and they're pissed. Which he definitely was. Yeah, he definitely was. 
definitely dancing, trying out for the cheer squad. He, yes, I watched episode last night. Yeah, he was literally in the first episode. Yeah. And DJ Nate was like, we have we have a tie. And he was like, between me and who? <laughs> I the moment in the in the pilot of the original Proud Family that gets me every time. Mm. That makes me go, this show is fucking old. Yes. Is (laughs) when (laughs) when Penny goes, Dijonet, I thought you said we have a winner. She says, she says, no, I said, we have a win. That is so funny. I think they just put it on Disney plus almost a year ago today. Yeah. And when that when that played out, I I howled. I howled. <laughs> y'all really, y'all put your foot in this pilot. Like they really did. I'm telling you, I was thinking that the other, when I was watching it recently, I was like, "This is a good ass pilot. It's good. It's an amazing pilot." The whole yes. Show. I mean, by the last season, it gets a little bit like okay. Yeah. But that pilot was so good, and even just the idea to write that, I was so funny like amazing i i love it amazing so i think a lot of people i don't think they kept the same original like full writers but i i recognized calvin brown jr okay uh, he's worked in writing with like the boondocks and the Mm. original proud family so when i saw him attached to this in the credits i was like okay good because the worst part of reboots is when they bring in a whole new group of people Uh, i know have a feel for the past show Mm-hmm. And then it's the, mm-hmm. it not hitting. But yeah, I thought the the everybody being mad about Michael. The only thing I missed was like Michael was more ghetto fabulous. You know, he was like, yeah, that's true. He was like, mm-hmm. hey, Manny. You know, he was like sassy and funny. And this mm-hmm. Michael played by E.J. Johnson, who is Magic Johnson's son. Yeah, he's not ghetto fabulous. He's just fabulous. He's just like, yeah, hey, girls, you need to snatch that wig up, girl. Like he's. Yeah, like, fabulous, just a fabulous. And I was like, oh, that's less funny, but I get it. I get it because maybe they were thinking. I don't know who the original voice actor for that was. I don't know if he said oh, no, yeah. but maybe they were thinking rather than have some voice actor do a, a gay accent. Oh, okay, he's actually queer, so that yeah, he's not putting on an accent anymore. That's just the way EJ Johnson talks. So right, because if they had hired somebody and he was like, okay. I'm gonna talk like this. Yeah, I wouldn't this have been. How black gay men talk, people would have been like, uh, this is offensive. So people wouldn't have liked it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, people acting like he wasn't gay before just because now he's more femme. I'm like, you've never seen the femme? Y'all all know Saucy Santana. Come on. Like, yes, yes. Um, they just, like, I think it's just again, like, I mean, definitely homophobia. And then also just like having, needing something to criticize and something that is so different from the originals. Like, it's the most different to some people so they're just going to criticize it because michael has always been that way he was their choreographer i know he was like dressing them up and doing things like that like he's always been like that so i feel like they're gonna they're gonna really shit their pants when uh maya and her i forget i forget her brother's name but when they're two dads oh 
Yeah. Billy Porter is playing one of the dads and Zachary Quinto is the other one. So, Oh, for real? Okay, that makes sense. People are going to be so mad. They're going to be like, you're pushing this on kids. The gay agenda. It's like, no, some people just have dads. dads This is good for your kids. Not that it's teaching them anything. It's just this exists. So if they Mm -hmm. see it in real life, they're not going to be like, what is that? They're going to be like, I've seen, that's the thing. No big deal. I wish kids would, or parents would give their kids more credit. Like, why are you so scared? You're really just terrified your kids are going to be gay. Yeah, that's what it so is. So much worse. Like Things, things that could happen. Like, how is that even bad? It's literally, I, know. I, I don't even, like, child, let's not get into that. I know, um, but okay. I feel you. <laughs> let's talk about, okay, Tinder Swindler. Oh, yeah, I was, I was literally scratching my brain. Like, there were two things we are going to talk about. Yes. Yes. Tinder Swindler. Did you watch Inventing Anna, by the way? No, I haven't. What is that about? Yeah, so I don't know if you heard of Anna Delby. There was this thing written up in some magazine. I feel like it was the New Yorker, but it wasn't. Um, somebody wrote a whole ass piece about a scam artist by the name of Anna Delby. But mm-hmm. her scam particularly was just that she was a white woman from like Germany who scammed a lot of the upper echelon, I guess, yeah. in New York City into thinking that she was a millionaire heiress. And so she basically stayed in luxury hotels for free for like months um, by putting down. I mean, half the time she wasn't even giving them credit cards. She just acted like she was rich and they were like, "Okay, cool. We'll collect your credit card later. Or she would would make promises of wire transfers that never arrived. Things like that. Um, She had a lot of rich friends who she bamboozled into giving her stuff for free. She would. Oh, I'll pay you back. Oh, yes. The wire transfers on the way. And of course, nothing was coming. So, yeah. She got all the way to where she almost acquired a 20 or $40 million loan from a bank to start a social million. Yes. It oh was, she goodness. was trying to start a social club called the Anna Delvey foundation. And the fact that she was able to get through so many parts of the process without what? them securing the fact, like they never really followed up on, cause she was, you know, you have to have collateral for yeah. loans, right? Her collateral was the fact that, Oh, I'm, I have a trust fund worth $60 million back in Germany or whatever. They never really followed up on it to confirm that she had that. She made wow. it through several steps of the process and almost even secured the building. Like she had a team of like an architect, a restaurateur, like different people. Wow. Acquired the building she needed without even having any proof of this $60 million trust fund. It's crazy. And so what I didn't like, so this show on Netflix is called Inventing Anna. And you know, now they're deciding to do documentaries as like mini series and I hate it. it yeah. Longer, but mm-hmm. they did it rather than it being a documentary, which I would have preferred or a crime drama, which I again would have preferred. It right. was more like a Shonda Rhimes. It was made by Shonda Rhimes. Oh, so and it was yeah. like a quirky farce of a girl boss who was able mm-hmm. to be smart enough to outsmart all these rich white men. And the only reason she got caught is because she's a woman. And I was like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. I was kind of disappointed in Shonda because I was like, as a black woman, you don't look at this story for what it really is. It's not about she outsmarted anybody. It was just she was white. And, and she got away with it because she was white. She's white and had a foreign accent. Like mm. it, she didn't do anything smart. All she did was walk in like she owned the place and like she was super rich and they believed her because she's white and she has an right. accent. <laughs> like if I went to New York, even if I gave out hundreds, like she was giving people like tips in hundred dollar bills and stuff like that. Wow. Even if I did that, you think they would let me stay at the hotel for free? 
No. Bitch, we're not even going to like pick up your luggage into this hotel without Thank you. valid credit card. The fact right. that she actually got rooms and for days they would be like, we need a credit card lady. Like we need the wire transfer still hasn't come through. Like what's going on? She would say, why are you bothering me? Like it's the bank's fault. It's not my fault. I'll call my dad or whatever. And they would still let her carry on. Wow. I'm like, that's not her being smart. That was just them being like, oh, she's rich. I mean, she must be rich because she's white. She has an accent. That's literally it. And so the show never really acknowledges. I mean, I didn't finish it. I had, I, <laughs> I, I think I only had one more episode to go. Okay. And I just couldn't take it because I was like, the show is not acknowledging that she is privileged. And they right. spent way too much time delving into the background of all these other characters, like her lawyer, oh. and the, the journalist who wrote the story. Like there was a whole storyline about her being pregnant. I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it, honestly. I was like, why aren't we just focusing on her and how she was doing it? We almost saw the story through every uh, everybody else's point of view except hers. Right. And it, it, I just, I was like, why are we spending more time with Anna? Why are we going through everybody else? Um, so yeah, that sucked. And then uh, I thought the acting wasn't very good in some parts mm. of it. I just kind of was very disappointed in it. I Oh, and... They, again, they made it this feminist thing where, like, apparently they made up this Ugh. fake boyfriend for her to be with. And he was also kind of scamming. He was mm. acting like he had an app that he was working on and people would donate to his Kickstarter and all of this stuff. Mm. Even though he okay. wasn't even in beta, he hadn't even built out any sort of prototype. There was nothing for them to be giving him money for other than him just talking about it. Um, so they basically were like, <sighs> the reason he's been able to get funding for his app it's because he's a man and she needs more help and has to figure this out. This oh my gosh. for herself because she's a woman. And the only reason she got caught and got in trouble is because she's a woman. Whereas the other people who were ignorant and aided her or whatever should have been in trouble too, but they weren't because they were men. And I was oh. like, bitch, I don't, it was very like white woman. I was like, oh, right. Woman had to have. <laughs> like, what is this? Like who's gonna, exactly who's gonna buy I mean people bought it I guess but like the reason why she was able to get away with all of this and the reason why you're able to even have the argument is because she's white like why can't you see that that's going to be playing a factor but you know they always want to bring up their womanhood as a sphere of oppression which it is but it's like don't you know talk about feminism in that way like she girl boss too close to the sun and all that kind of stuff it's like shut up tagline the tagline needs to be yeah bossed too close to the sun that's well she shouldn't gotten eaten up by it like i mean i just wish it should have just been a documentary just some maybe they couldn't i i don't know but i i feel like they they bought shonda rhymes's pitch because they're like, this is a story about a white woman. We want white women to watch it. So yeah. we lean, if we lean too heavy into her privilege as a white woman, they might be offended. So let's lean into her being a girl boss who's just too smart for these rich white men. That <laughs> she they calls her like Robin Hood. And I was like, Robin, Robin Hood? Where'd the money go? It went into her own pockets, didn't it? Yeah, she literally just funded a lifestyle. Like, I don't understand where she gave to the needy. Like, she just stole mm. from the rich. But okay, like, I okay. Guess. Like, we're supposed to go up for her because she's a woman who did it. I really don't care. But speaking of Tinder Swindler, yes. How did you feel when you finally sat down to watch that? So I sat and I watched it, and honestly, like, 
I thought, first of all, I thought it was kind of slow starting off. Like I was doing other stuff. I actually was taking out my braids when I was doing it. And <laughs> because I was just like, I just need to focus on something. And it was a Sunday too. So it also just, it was just a weird day overall. But like, okay. Like, first of all, the guy is good looking, but he's not that good looking for him to be getting all this attention. Number one. Second of all, it's like, I really don't understand what would, despite everything that he was saying in the lifestyle he was presenting of himself online and like all these different business dealers and stuff that he had. I don't, I still don't really get the appeal as to why people would take out loans to be able to help. Like he was saying, like, you know, my enemies are after me and stuff like that. I need help. I need help. And as opposed to just being like, what are you doing? Like, what is going on? They're like, okay, I'll help you. And taking out loans. I just don't, I just don't see the connection there. Like I really was trying to empathize or sympathize and try to be like, okay, maybe they had formed this like really strong connection with him. And you know, most, but then he also had a child, right. And like his baby's mother too, who like vouched for him at the same time. I just didn't get it. And like, it's the thing that's really sad is like, now he's still like, he has his own online thing that he's like giving advice for, right. Like he has an online business and stuff and nothing happened in court and he's walking as a free man and these women are like saddled with debt and well, has to open up GoFundMe's. The update is that the family he was pretending to be a part of is suing him, which was oh take away from the actual family. rich people. The actual Levive King of Diamonds family. Yes. So that was my one thing that I thought after watching it was but the family that he, he's using their name to scam people he's photoshopping himself into photos with them he's telling people my family is this family and i have access to diamonds etc they could easily sue him right he has dirtied their name and people who he has scammed may look at them a certain way like right. he owes them now because he's like you, you know how Rihanna sued her own father because he started a company called the Fenty something. She was like, I no. did not know that. She's Whoa. like, I don't, I don't know how that case turned out, but she sued her own father because he was using his last name. Dang, <laughs> his own last name, but he was calling it like the Fenty whatever company, but he was acting like it was connected to her company, right? Oh shoot! Even though technically okay. it is his last name, he's parading but- it like it's going to be connected to Rihanna and therefore has that reputation. Right. So she's able to sue and be like, bitch, you cannot use. You need to rename your company. You cannot link yourself. Yeah. To business. I was like, they can easily do that with him because now we're seeing evidence in this show, in this movie. Yes. That he literally did that. So I will say that when I watched it, I heard about it on Twitter for like a week before I watched yeah. it. Yeah. And people were, you know, quoting that whole, my enemies are after me. You know, it made him sound ridiculous. Yeah. Um, But when I watched it, I was kind of like, I can see how this works. He actually Mm. put a lot of effort into this scam. Yeah. It wasn't just some random dude matching with women and then saying, hey, send me $25,000. It wasn't that. He literally... Like people were getting beat up and stuff too. Well, he courted them for a month. Mm. He showed them, I literally have a billionaire lifestyle. I'm we're hopping on a PJ the first night you meet me. Mm. I'm closing down this five-star restaurant for you so that you and I can eat. Like the way that they are seeing he lives, it's easy to believe he's a billionaire, right? Mm-hmm. He's not even bad looking. On top of that, he's rich. And every single woman, or that, at least the first two women in the documentary very much voiced it was important to them to be with somebody who had money. Yeah, that's true. They both were like, because we saw these photos of him wearing Gucci, Louie, whatever, and in a private jet, that is what attracted us to him. Because mm-hmm. he looked like he lived the lifestyle that we wanted to be a part of. So he mm-hmm. found the right women. Like, to me, if I saw a guy like that, I'd be like, this shit is tacky. It just looks yeah. tacky. 
to be on Tinder with these kind of photos, it looks tacky. It looks like you're obviously trying to convey an image, but it it, it catches the fish it's meant to catch. It's yeah, that's true. Made. So <laughs> these dummy women. <laughs> back. Sorry. I, they're not uh, dummies. I don't know. They're not dummies, but it, it caught women who cared a lot about how much money a man has and the fact that he appeared to have so much right. for them. And then them getting to see it up front for a month and they're being love bombed like flowers. Oh, yeah, like crazy. He's flying out to see them. They're, he's flying them out, whatever, like private jets, gifts, saying, I love you. I love you. I've never felt this way before. I could see you being my wife. He literally gets to the point where he tells them, we need to move in together. Our budget is $15,000 a month. Go apartment shopping. Like they, they actually believe that within this month, they're actually thinking that they could marry him, that he is the mm. love of their life. He's their Prince Charming who's come to save them. <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, I just the fact that a billionaire would just be present on Tinder and would be like, I know. See, that's that's the other thing. It's like really, if you got a billion dollars, you could look like Shrek. You don't need Tinder, right? I it. really feel even, it. Even if you wanted to, like, just have access to a bunch of women like that aren't even in your country, or in your I city. guess so. Yeah, There's for the ego a, boost and the access, he, he couldn't get on Raya. Like, he couldn't get on some sort right. of app that has like a, a gate. <laughs> Yeah, for the elite, the apps that we don't even know exist because they're for the rich. Thank you. Exactly. There's got to be some sort of billionaires only (laughs) (laughs) like type of app, like some sort of app where men of a certain, you know, lifestyle can meet the women that they would want. Why would he be on Mm -hmm. Tinder with with people like us? Right. And then the ugly people like Tinder is the bot. Anyway, whatever. It is. It's the bottom of the barrel of all this. Yeah. To see where all the the creeps the creeps come out at night. <laughs> Quite honestly, though, it is true. So, uh, so let's yeah. So I I can see why they believed he had the money. And honestly, even while watching it, I almost got a little caught up where I could see why when he's like, "I need, can you just get like loan me twenty five thousand dollars? I can pay it back." <laughs> but then after I watched it, and logic returned. I was right. Like, <laughs> Logic return. Yeah, I was like, but his his dad is owns it's not even his company. It's his dad right. owns a company. Right. You know, his daddy don't got no money to pass down to his son. So you're telling right. me if you were in danger, your dad can't hire a team. Right. Bodyguards for you. You're telling me your daddy can't get you a bunker in some sort of mansion in right. Maldives and be like, just hide out here. Like, why would you ever need to ask me for the money? That's you come it. from a billionaire family. It's not you saying I've created a company and I'm a solo billionaire. <laughs> My family. I come from a family of billionaires. Why are you on your own? And I must help you. Right. It makes no sense. That part is where it literally billionaires do not run out of money. They don't mm-hmm. run out of equity. There is no way that he would be like, I can't use my credit card because they're tracking me. So you need to give me money because I have no other no other way to get it. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. So that's where I completely get confused. Like, so you literally and also the part where he forged a pay stub. Yeah. Red flag, red flag. Right. (laughs) Like if, if my man. I can't even, I would never be like, this is my man. I would be like, this is my a trick. Yeah, like, he's a trick. I'm just yeah. with him for the trips and the money. And the minute you don't mm-hmm. have any, I'm done. Like, that's literally how I would view some. Because I don't blame them for, like, partying with him and hanging out with him. He was paying for everything. So why right. not? 
But the minute he asks you for money is when you should have been like, and this is where I get off. Right, exactly. Get I off the train. I signed up to do this, but um, I feel like it should have been a red flag to the girl when he said, you need to extend the limit on these credit cards. And she said, yes, he said, how? And he said, I will forge a pay slip saying that you work for my company. It's like, how you know how to do that? Number one. I'm like, she's, she just thought that was normal. Like, right. Just, okay. Yes. And it says he, she makes 90,000 a, a month. Like, so she didn't think, wow. So if he can do this for me, what can he do for himself? Right. What can, if I can literally get access to this money to help him, how has he been getting access to money? You know, that's what it would start, start falling apart. The facade of like him being a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He literally just showed you how to scam money out of banks. Right. She should have never been entitled to that quarter of a million dollars that she was able to get. So, yeah, I just kind of look at these women like maybe a little bit of their shallowness is what did it. Because, yeah, well, to keep swimming in that pool, you know, like to see all the red flags, all the sharks, all the, you know, everything and be like, I'm going to just go a little bit deeper. Right. And if you sent him one credit card or one, she said at one point she delivered a, a cash like a bag of like 15k in cash to him or something or one of them did oh, I'm like, yeah. so anyways when you first gave him the first amount of money and he didn't pay you back and you didn't immediately see it at least a week later back in your account right why did you continue to take out more money to give him? i know you didn't even get your return you didn't get any of it back and even when he would send them these fake wire transfer oh my gosh i'm like it's not conf- i i don't know i just and so I just think it's, I realized, because um, you know, by the end of it, I was shocked to see that they were like, we're still paying this shit off. I know, I, I know. Shocked Because I could have sworn that when the banks told them, oh yes, you were actually scammed by this guy, we're well aware of him. Right. I thought that, I could have sworn that was going to follow up with, oh yes, and so now don't worry about it, because we realized you've been scammed, he's on our mm-hmm. radar, thank you, you can help us catch him here's the plan. You know, they apparently just were like, oh yeah, you've been scammed. What about that money though? You, you still owe us. We we're Right. That's crazy. I don't even, and that's why when it ended, I didn't feel like it was resolved for me. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't resolved for anybody except for him, but I was just like, the movie ended. I was just like, what? Cause nobody won. And there was no, the bad guys win again type of thing. I was like, I damn. Usually for it to be a documentary, it's like we solved the problem. And right. Talk about it. But it was actually more like the problem keeps happening. So we need everybody to know who this guy is. Yeah. We can't keep doing this because the reason they had an article printed out and he was still able to keep doing it. Yeah. Because you can't hit everybody in the whole world at once. There's many right. women out there for him to keep lying to. Like by the end of the movie, he had an Israeli model girlfriend. Like, yes. He was able to pull active like, on Instagram. <laughs> like, because people don't people don't be Googling names. Like they don't, they don't know. Um, so when I was thinking, like, why can't they just sue him for the or, I mean, actually, my first, I don't know why they can't sue him. I think they can't sue him because they can't track him, right? But can't they? But it can't be a civil suit, like, but maybe it's because they never, but he did tell them he would pay them back. So I feel like that is enough for a lawsuit. For a right. Suit. But like the thing, what was I, I'm like going a mile a minute. I think my question about all of that is like, okay, like there were like voice messages and like texts and stuff that were in the movie 
can't they use all of that as evidence, like making the fake pay stubs, threatening them? Like, why can't that be held up in court yeah, or be grounds I, to sue somebody? I don't know how civil court works. I, I oh, really yeah. don't know if they've tried to sue him. And it's just because he travels. He's constantly traveling between all the European countries that maybe they mm-hmm. don't know because he has to be served. Can't right. be sued if you can't serve him. So how do you serve somebody who doesn't have a permanent residence, who doesn't have a job, who's constantly flying all around like you can't really really serve them but i know it it can't be a criminal case because they're basically just letting him borrow money and that's not illegal Mm. right i mean let's 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 take it back to that show we both watched with the nigerian best friend group oh yeah yeah um smart money woman yes yeah when the she was like some sort of attorney no she wasn't oh yeah she was right and her husband yeah no but the other one without a husband and she was rich Oh, right. I, I can't remember what she was. Um, she had a yeah. really good job and she yeah. was paying for her her brother to go to school. She was right. school fees. He took the money she gave him for his tuition and gave it to some shady guy. Yeah, like, for him to be a footballer. Like, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Technically, he did the same thing this dude did. He took her money pretending he was going to use it for XYZ, used it for something mm. else. That's not illegal. If you give me money and I lie to you about it, I'm not a business entity. That's the only way it's illegal, I think. Like, if you give me $5,000 and I say, yes, so my services that I provide are XYZ, that's illegal. My, I can be in trouble. You can definitely sue me if you can find me, I guess, because I didn't render services. It's also just illegal to scam as a business. Right. Um, but as a person just being like, I'm your boyfriend, can you please loan me $50,000? Every credit card he used was in their name. It wasn't in his name. That's true. That's why the banks can't come after him because he didn't sign anything with them. He didn't mm. sign any loans with them. It's not his credit card. So there's nothing. They can't cut up credit cards that other women take out under their own names and give to him. Because it's not like, because he wasn't the one who took them out. So they're not. Yes. These ones. So if anybody should be in trouble, it should be that girl, Cecily or Cecilia or whatever. Um, the first girl who took that oh. pay sub and used it to the bank. If anybody should be in trouble, it's it's her because she used false. She committed fraud. She used right. work to increase a limit. Now she's on the hook for it. And it, cool. We know why you did it. We know that he's run the scam. But you didn't have to give him the money. You t- he didn't promise you a business or a service. He just said, I'm your boyfriend. I need help. Oh and he said, okay, babe. <laughs> like, I'll do it. This uh, makes complete sense. Let me go ahead and sign my life away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. First man, that's deeply Oof. sad. Like, yes. ugh. I think at the end of the day with all of this, it's just like another reminder. Like you don't know people like you just you don't know people not to say you should close yourself off to others, but just like have just be super aware if it seems too good to be true. A lot of times it is like, man, that's why I'm a huge advocate on it takes months before you should even agree to be in a relationship. You don't know somebody within the first mm-hmm. month, like, you know, mm-hmm. their representative. You don't know how they live their life. You don't know what pisses them off. You don't know how they act in the face of adversity. You don't know what temperament they have on the regular. How do they solve conflict within a relationship? What Mm -hmm. is their past trauma and how does it come out in the way they speak to you when something is wrong or when something doesn't go their way? That all that's just very important. So I get that you can be lovey dovey or like have a good time in the first month, but that is no reason. to go ahead and be like, this is my man, or mm-hmm. yes, we're getting married. <laughs> I feel like a my lot goodness. of couples love to be like, we just knew. 
we just knew it's like no you didn't no you didn't (laughs) just like you know that you like him you know and that's it like you know that you like him and spending time with them it can't be i just knew this is it oh my gosh anyway i don't have you seen love is blind i'm like jumping the gun no see i don't watch that i watch married at first sight i think you have to watch one or the other (laughs) no i watch both they're the same shit no they're okay well you know what maybe so my cousin told me that in love is blind they don't meet but they it's like the opposite they get to talk but they don't meet, yeah and they only meet after they agree to be engaged and yeah. then they decide if they want to make it to the wedding whereas married at first sight is they don't talk don't meet anything until the wedding day and mm-hmm. then they have like a few months to be married together and at the end of it they can decide to divorce that's true yes that is true so it is kind of like flipped the premise is even a little bit different but just like immediately meeting someone and essentially being engaged or married is just so i don't know why it's so interesting to me it's terrible and it's, it ruins people's lives oh my gosh honestly probably love is blind because i didn't get married that's true do these couples really have to like file an annulment or a divorce? Yeah, I they mean, do. Like, yeah, they are divorcees. Having that on your record and then when you know. explain it to the next person you're with, you're like, oh yeah, I was on a TV show and I agreed to be. It's crazy. So talking about married at first sight again, circling back. Yeah, so circling back, so back. These people, Mm-mm-mm. I think, I, I'm like, they have to have watched the show before. That's why of they course. sign up. So they, of they're course. familiar that it's yeah. a TV show mm-hmm. and they're familiar that there's often conflict. Yes. Each season, it hasn't changed from the first three seasons to season 14, which is yeah. the one I'm currently watching. It's crazy. They seem to believe that they are going to be matched with a perfect person who will be perfectly what they wanted and what they asked. Yeah. They act like they wrote a list of Santa Claus and it's Christmas Day and they're getting the, the person of their dreams instead of... What I feel like the married at first sight formula is that they take 70 to 90% of the things that you said you wanted, whether yeah. it's physical appearance, you know, similar backgrounds, values, um, hobbies at times, whatever. They take like 70 to 90% of that and put it in the person. And then 10 to 30% of all the shit you said you did not want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They it's purposefully true. give you somebody who has yes. something that you would not have wanted. Yes. Because they need the conflict for the show. Because mm-hmm. otherwise it's boring. If we give you somebody who like looks perfectly like what you wanted, they have a perfect job, they have the perfect body, they're totally even keel and don't have a temper and they don't, <laughs> they, they, they are attracted to you as well. <laughs> when it all is too perfect, like what are we watching here? It's not fun. Like this isn't. We're watching peace and they'll never, they'll never have that in Mary for sex. They'll never have peace. <laughs> so this scene, like seeing what they gave the people <laughs> like each other particularly the mess of the men that they gave these women and the women aren't perfect, uh, but we'll discuss that later yeah i was just cackling like and you said it yourself you said it perfectly these people the producers of this show will not see heaven because the way yes they, they give these women like things that they that no woman would want specifically mm-hmm. so i will go first my married at first sight horror story formula is that they give me a husband who is tall dark and handsome Mm. He has a hoodie fetish. He's always wearing some sort of hoodie. I like hoodies on men. Um, yeah. He has a bomb-ass record collection, knows a lot of random facts about different things. Um, <laughs> and then the, the bad thing that makes me go, oh, this might, this might, I don't think this is going to work. 
Mm. He's the Kanye West apologist. <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you That's for it. saying that. He's That's like, I don't care what nobody say. That means period. I don't I <laughs> yes. If I can't stand anything on this here planet Earth, is that I'm telling you, I oh my gosh. I had so many conversations about why I will never, I don't care. Jesus walks, whatever. Kanye is, I will just, I can't, I can't justify it. I, I just, so about his documentaries, everybody's watching it. And I, I my know. sister watched it. She was like, I watched uh, the first part of his documentary. It's so good. Like he really, he dealt with a lot of adversity. Like he was- really Girl who hasn't? Young. Sorry. Dude. That's true though. <laughs> I mean, that is true. Let me not minimize that because that's he traumatic. really hard. You know, nothing was handed to him. He worked really hard. I was like, so the funny thing, and I always sound condescending when I talk about stuff like the movies and TV shows to people. I can't help it. But I was like, the funny thing about this is that you are feeling exactly the way they wanted you to. Because right. the whole point of documentary documentaries, unless it's literally just explaining the situation, like, I don't know, like talking about a company or whatever. No, fuck that. Documentaries always know how they want you to feel. And they mm-hmm. always have an idea of what they want you to take away. Mm-hmm. Particularly when you're watching a documentary about a celebrity, like Demi Lovato's uh, documentary that was mm-hmm. on YouTube, Chris Brown's documentary that I think is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, any person who's alive and has a hand in their documentary mm-hmm. <laughs> knows how they want you to feel. So the whole point of this documentary is that Let's remind everybody why they used to love Kanye. Let's talk about his mom. Let's talk mm-hmm. about his humble beginnings. Let's remind you of the first two albums. Let's show you how he changed the game with his, you know, um, sampling music in a different way. I don't know. Like, let's talk about all the adversity and how he built this billion dollar sneaker brand in, mm. in, in the face of adversity when nobody wanted to work with him. And let's mm-hmm. make him seem like a tortured artist who's just too smart for anybody to understand. So that you plebes can watch this shit and be like, exactly. Oh, he's smart and he dealt with a lot of adversity. Adversity. He, he, he <laughs> they can't even mama. pronounce it. He loved his mama, so uh, I, I, I fucked with Kanye. Like that's literally the whole point. <laughs> that's what y'all sound like to me when y'all say, oh, "Yes, I watched the documentary. It's so good." I'm like, so, <laughs> so. A lot of stuff is good. A lot of stuff is done well. That's why you get professionals to make these movies because yeah, they nobody, know what they're doing. Nobody said he wasn't talented as a musician. Nobody said he wasn't even talented as a clothing designer. I think we all kind of think that. Or for mm-hmm. the most part, most people do. It's the fact that he has kind of become everything he seemed to speak out against at the beginning. Getting yep. with Kim Kardashian West and, you know, what, he, what, what did he just say? I'm taking the culture back from y'all. So you, you admit it. You gave them. He- exactly the culture because where they get it from right to them you put them all on you put them in Mm -hmm. their clothes you did he legitimized kim kardashian as a A a-list celebrity agreed hard agree and you can never deny that exactly before they were together she was just a reality star who had a sex tape that was literally Mm -hmm. no shade that's all that people knew her yeah when he came in and he threw out her tacky ass closet and mm-hmm. brought in all these new upgraded clothes and started bringing her on red carpets, bringing her mm-hmm. to Grammys, bringing her around Beyonce. I know. I know. Oh, he more than once. He, he upgraded her in everybody's eyes where she mm-hmm. was a legitimate A-list celebrity. And to this yep. day, I mean, businesses she had before that weren't taking off. Everything she does now t- turns to gold. because It does. 
very much view her as like one of the most beautiful women in the world and her fashion and her makeup is so amazing. And, you know, we like her past was erased when Kanye mm-hmm. came in. And in turn, I, I watched the lovely tease, like little documentary. I did too. And I was about to say, I watched that and that's how I found out that he designed the logo for Skims and helped oh, yeah. like revamp that whole thing. That. They actually, yeah, they're, they have hands in each other's pots. Like she has mm-hmm. partnership in Yeezy. He has partnership in Skims. Like mm-hmm. um, I was going to say the part where in turn, him getting with her, the people who watch Keeping Up with the Kardashian are a bunch of white people in the Midwest. Like, right. Throughout America. So he was able to put his brand at that level. That's true. Like him just being, he wasn't just a rapper, at least to black people. We've never been like, Kanye's just a rapper, but I guess to white people he was for, yeah. Let me say white people who aren't white men who like to be cool and be like, I love Kanye. Yeah, exactly. Fantasy best album ever made. (laughs) It's like, okay, relax. And then, you know, white (laughs) girls who try to be cool and be like, Oh my gosh, I love Kanye. Yeah. uh, Stronger. And strong right. gold digger that was on gold digger that's their favorite song <laughs> he's talking about me <laughs> yeah um yeah so he put he got his shoes because they wore his clothing and his shoes mm-hmm. on their show and then every time paparazzi caught them they were wearing easy yeah so like true. it was he was able to use them also to put his brand in all of these american homes so that mm-hmm. like the best advertising so they did kind of help each other, right? She legitimized his... He also, you know, I guess needed a white woman on his arm to be taken seriously. For sure. Especially after the Taylor thing. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not he was aware of um, mm. the fact that he needed a white woman, but he got one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just haven't... I don't care. The, uh, the man who said that 400 years of slavery feels like a choice. When I'm like, but you know, there were rebellions, right? You know, people right. did jump from slave ships because they didn't want to be like people. Mm-hmm. They drowned themselves. They did a lot of things during those 400 years. It's really, I mean, how do you even say that? I just don't even know how you say, how you say that. I also don't yeah. know how you say it on camera. I just don't I know. understand. The, I just nothing you can explain from that. There's literally nothing. And I think what it is, is that. It's that the thing that always gets me with Kanye is the lack of accountability with him. It's like people always say like, well, you know, Kanye, he speaks his mind. He always says like he tells it like it is that that doesn't mean that he doesn't have to be held accountable for the things that he says and the things that he does. People just write it off. It's like, oh, he's a tortured artist. He's a genius. Like, you know, that's just yay. It's like, no, no, (laughs) it's not right. And it's just so, it's excuse. He ain't been right since his mama died. I know. And I'm sorry to hear that. May she rest in peace. But that does not mean that he needs to be acting this way and like having excusable, inexcusable behavior. It's funny. I actually watched Lovely T's video today about the Pete Davidson thing. And it's like, yeah, with the music video or whatever for easy and the way like that, um, the iconography of him getting decapitated or something like that. Or Pete Davidson. I, I saw that was trending today, but I didn't watch any of it. I didn't, I mean, I watched her video about it. So that's how I know what, what it's about. But it's just like, that should not be okay. Like at, at what point is, can we have the line between like art and artistry and like your ex-wife's current boyfriend, you depicting him being decapitated and buried alive in a music video? Like, is that art really? Really? You couldn't just do like Bugs Bunny or something? That's what's so know. funny is like, do you know how many men are around him and, and on the inside and behind his back have to be like, mm. man, he won. I know. It's not good. But yeah. his face are like, yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Like, 
It's weird. It's I'm looking at them, like all of them who talk about him, like Pusha T being mad about other people being on the album or whatever. And oh, yeah. what's that French Hannah Montana guy who's like um French Montana? Yeah. French Hannah Montana. <laughs> he's like, Kanye said he gonna help me become a billionaire. I'm like, y'all are Girl. bitches for real. Like y'all they are, really are. I hate these like terms, but y'all are dick writers. Cause like seriously, y'all don't give a fuck what this man says or does. He can Who said whatever he could right say, he could say i i mean i won't even i can't think of anything off the, he could say whatever and y'all would co-sign it and tell him yeah that's dope because you're really just hoping he continues to put you on you know that mm-hmm. he's a cash cow and then mm-hmm. he say anything like that is the most bitch ass shit that i've ever seen like it's true i can't speak my mind around this man because he noticed he notably like cuts people off when they mm-hmm. disagree with him so i'm gonna shut up Tell mm-hmm. him everything. I agree. I love it. All good. So that he will put me on his next album. So that he Sad. will help me build my business. That is so, that is some weak bitch shit. Like, it's, it's so, so embarrassing. Who said that? Um, look what money make a bitch do. Who was that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> was that? <laughs> Dang, look at that bitch brains. <laughs> That's what I <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, been, I, I dedicate, it's like the way that my uh, grandma used to read the Bible before bed. <laughs> I open up the book of TikTok <laughs> and I just go through for the next couple of hours. Like hours, literally. <laughs> like, my cat be pissed. Like, she'll be in bed with me and then I'll just be like, ah! <laughs> and she's like, she just gives me this look of disgust and leaves. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, bro. The trend that has got me the most, the most, <laughs> I, I like can't breathe. Is the women, <laughs> I don't know if it's, it's a filter every time or if they literally have fake mustaches and beards that they just tape on. Or- oh, I think it's a filter. Yeah. The, the <laughs> men podcast. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So the, the men with podcast phenomenon that women on TikTok are now parodying. It cracks <laughs> me up. I have one special video that I look at every time I'm <laughs> down and I howl every time. They be like, oh, uh, these females nowadays, these females nowadays. <laughs> like, have you females. seen the one that's like um, point of view, a man listening to a men with podcast podcast and it's a man on the toilet with his pants down? I sent you that one. Oh, is it that one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I don't know if I sent it to you. That's how you saw it. Or if you already saw it and you haven't seen that. I sent you probably it. sent it to me. I I couldn't breathe. Like, literally, as the air pressure. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, she just stands up. <laughs> she just stands up and pulls up. <laughs> Art imitates life so well. I was like, this is... <laughs> It's like these men should be embarrassed. Are they not embarrassed? Like, like we say all the time, like these men don't know how to wipe, but to see it visually, to see it visually on the screen. Thank you. Just so I, I, I honestly lost it. I lost it. I was like, I can't. Like, I just, 
People live in it, so good at what they do. I'm so sorry. So I, I wish I could even think about how to be good at TikTok, but I don't Oh, know. I wish. I know. I think about it all the time. You know, my sister, shout out to you, Ache. She's good at TikTok. She has a perfume TikTok. She has like, I think one of her videos has gotten like a million views or oh, something. Shit. Yeah. She has like over like thousands of followers and she just talks about perfume and like her, the different. It's amazing. And she, but she's so good at social media. Like, I'm trying to get like her. I can't. I'm not. I've never been good at any video social media. Like I me never, either. I, I never really did Vine. I left Instagram yeah. before the stories were a thing. Snapchat. I only ever talked to. F- I wasn't even very active on Snapchat. I feel like I wasn't. At least not. Ap- and halfway or I don't know. Before I finished college, I just fell off it oh my gosh so that one look at the bitch braids that one gets me every time I know where that started from but my favorite thing is like recognizing that something is a sound yeah i don't know let me see if i sent you this one that i recently started just to go back and back and like look at again and again i do that it's the one where it's talking about like how kids talk tell too many secrets like they meet you and just immediately start and it's like Oh, my mama, my mama got an STD. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, is that a wig? My mom wore a wig. My mama stole the shirt. My daddy got an STD. It's like, okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Calm down. Oh, my gosh. But the thing is so funny. It's, it's so true. Oh. oh, my gosh. I have to bring up. Have you seen, like, the trailer for the new Pinocchio movie that's coming out? Oh, yes. With him. He sounds like, is he gay? <laughs> <laughs> The fact that I that's a new one that I go back to now and I want to tackle. <laughs> he, he goes it's like it's like Walt Disney picture <laughs> in a world where and it's like uh Geppetto or whatever being like, oh Pinocchio, you know, da, 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 da. he's like, <laughs> Father, when can I go out on my own? <laughs> I have the whole world to explore. He's like, I want to go out on my own. Why is he saying it like? Why is he like, saying it like? <laughs> my sweetheart, own. just go out, go and walk. Just hope, just don't catch fire. Everybody in the comments is like, <laughs> they're putting own with like the lowercase, big case, yeah. oh, and, and they put like the painting nails emoji. <laughs> Comments really be just adding the extra razzle dazzle on TikTok. <laughs> just some of these comments. It's part two. That's how you see the good shit. Yes. Oh my god. Uh, Before we go, do you have any other good TV recommendations or movies? Ooh. Um. Let's see. Whatever. Honestly, I've just been watching garbage. I watched Too Hot to Handle, or whatever. Not too hot to not handle. Too hot to handle. Um, then I watched Love is Mind. Um, you know what? I think I've talked about it before. Again, Abbott Elementary. I love it. Oh, yes. I'm one episode behind. I don't know. Uh, I just, I don't I, I resent the, again, the mockumentary style. Oh, yeah. We did talk about that. Yeah. I mean, like, I've always liked it. Yeah. I, I don't like it too much. But otherwise, I think the show is good. Like, I'm proud of Quinta. Like, me too on primetime network tv that's doing great is there oh my baby i love him 
I, he's just, I just want to, I feel like he's very thin and I, I like to, like, I know when I see a thin guy like that, I'm like, I want to squeeze you. Like, I, I know you look like you, you never got a, like a, you need a, like a big mama hug, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> you just look like such thin, like little, like Bambi, like new legs. Like <laughs> so that was where he was dancing. His limbs were just going all over the place. And I was like, we love you for real. <laughs> Was the last time you rested your head on some mammy titties? Oh. <laughs> that came straight from Iyanla. She's like, I know. Ruchi. She was like, was the last time you rested your head on some? <laughs> she didn't say man. I don't know if she said mammy titties. Maybe I'm making. No, I know that was. I think that was us as a community that started that. <laughs> but you know, Karushi, she just you know rested her head. She needed it. I mean, she her manager was like, get fuck off her. Like, get let's get out of here. Like, this is horrible. We I don't know what people why do celebrities want at the time? Why did they sign up to be on Iyama Fix My Life? That show I is the don't... most embarrassing show you could ever be on. It is. It is. Ever. You cannot hide shit from Iyama. Like she No. You really she takes an ugly ass mirror and puts it in your face and is like, bitch, this is you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ugh. Like <laughs> the, the way that I am good at communicating and like wording language and respecting people's experiences now, I can mm-hmm. talk all of that shit up to Iyama. Like for I real, all that shit from her. I used to be like, oh yes, I learned it from therapy. Bitch, I was in therapy for three months. I didn't have time <laughs> to learn that shit. Therapy's expensive. <laughs> it is. I know. Yeah, no, I learned it from Iyama. Like I really learned a lot, and everything that I learned, I tried to give to others as I speak with them. And it really makes you understand or just see people really aren't good at handling conflict or yeah. addressing past conflict. You know, it's funny. So I was talking to my sister while I was in Mexico. Uh, she was like, oh, you think our, you know, our upbringing was so horrible. I know. I was like, I never said that. We had mm. good times. We had bad times. I just acknowledged that there were bad times. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, you know, you're like, you're just more emotional and, I'm just like, I grew up and realized, you know, you know, uh, what, how did she word it? She was like, you got to toughen up, like get over it. Uh, life's not perfect. Suck it up. She literally Link. said, suck it up. Uh, like, yes, I learned, I know, like not let things get to me. Suck it up. Things could be worse. Like move on. Like you don't have time to be upset about things or whatever. Mm. And I was like, so the way you're wording this is that you are well-adjusted, but you're also saying to be tough and suck it up. That sounds to me like somebody who is not addressing conflict or issues, mm. but who thinks that everything must be swept under the rug or held mm. inside, get over it. And mm-hmm. you're not allowing yourself to feel. Mm-hmm. It is okay to acknowledge that something sucks and to feel mm-hmm. it. You just can't stay there. You got to mm-hmm. eventually growth move on but like Mm -hmm. saying suck it up and not acknowledging it just means you're building pressure and stress inside because that shit is going to come out you right doesn't help like you so it sounds to me like you're not well adjusted you're just not dealing with shit (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i mean that's well said how'd she respond i don't know (laughs) i don't think she (laughs) she wasn't like she was like maybe you could be right like I don't mm. think because again this shows to me like everybody needs therapy everybody yeah I like, know. it reminded me of people who were like my parents spanked me and I turned out fine my mama was beating my ass every day and I'm good it's like no you're not no you're not <laughs> you're not good and the fact that you think you are good shows even more that you're mm-hmm. not good like, y'all everybody needs a therapist or at some point just someone to help you reflect because the way you grew up does affect the way you are and it affects it the way that you deal with conflict 
Mm-hmm. And now that's why so many adults are in therapy now, because even though they thought they were fine throughout their 20s and maybe even 30s, they're realizing, shit, I am not fine. I actually mm-hmm. have intense anxiety or depression and mm-hmm. I need to talk or figure out or at least be on medication to figure out, you know, medication is good, but you should also still talk to somebody to work through. Absolutely. You've been through, you should. So I hope one day, I mean, I don't know, me and my family, we're just, we're, we're, we all handle things very differently. Yeah. Right? Like I'm the emotional one because I'm not afraid to be upset about mm. things. And I used to be worse. Now I know how to be upset, but to like reel it in mm-hmm. or to be at least like, if you're going to bring it to other people, be useful about it. Like, yeah. Also acknowledge their feelings that they're not at fault or whatever. I'm better about it now, but I'm the only one who's good about that. My brother is very much like stoic and tries not to let feel anything. And then my sister is mm. very much like suck it up. Oh, well. And it's like, that's not, none of that's good. I know. <laughs> none of that's good. None of us were good. I'm just actively aware that I wasn't good. <laughs> and I'm mm. actively changing the way I do things. But um, <clears throat> stop spilling my family's tea. <laughs> sorry no it's yeah but i think because i think that's shit that everybody can relate to like we all have things that's why yes i I love psychology so much and i never want to do it as a profession (laughs) i I mean it's fair i don't know how you do it i can't take other people's problems man i think you have to be you have to turn it off and turn it on like i struggled with that earlier on and i feel like i still do sometimes but you got to know how to turn it off when you don't need it. Cause it's like, you could like, I don't know, you could really sit with people and then take it home with you for a long time. And it really impacts like right. your mental health. I mean, really so. at the beginning of this podcast, you were literally like considering picking up phone calls outside of work hours. I know, I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, I, I, I have to answer this, right? What if this is, and it's like, you were off the clock. That is- I know. Like, You're you right. You have to set that boundary. Yeah. Wow, look at growth. I really was getting calls on Sunday nights at 8.30 from patients and being like, I mean, what if they were like, no, they're not. They're fine. Now you're like, bitch, I wish I would pick up. (laughs) I know. Honestly, I was like. On my day off, on my free time. And for the most part, most patients, they respect that because it's like, they're not going to call their optician. Well, not obstetrician, what do you call it? Ophthalmologist, your eye doctor. God, yeah. so sad. I don't know. You're, just yeah. you're not the bestie. I'm not here for you to like talk to. You talk to me because you pay to talk to me. And I have seven right. hours. That's how it is. And th- that's the other side of talking to a neutral third party, right? Yes. Is that you can talk to somebody who won't judge you, but at the same time, they're not your friend. So right. we, have, we have a business relationship for the, I mean, not completely, but you know, like you do pay me. And I do have mm-hmm. set working hours. You cannot get right. me outside of them. So that's the nature of our relationship. Every relationship's different. This is ours. And that's yeah. totally fair. And I think more people, the more I talk to people and I try to do what I can to like introduce them to some more psychological ideology, like let's reframe the way you're looking at this or let's yeah. change our language. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My sister had even said something like, oh, this is so-and-so's weakness that they're just not good at talking about xyz and i was like mm. okay well let's not say like that let's not say weakness and she was like oh well i can't say weakness what's that it's, i was like well let's look at it more like something they struggle with let's talk about mm-hmm. that we all have struggles right right she was like we don't all have weaknesses like what are you talking about it's the same phrasing like it's the same meaning and i'm like no because a weakness means you're weak this mm-hmm. is what makes you weak and it comes off aggressive and as a fault mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is how you're weak. It's a weakness you have. If you're mm-hmm. trying to introduce somebody to the idea that they have 
a characteristic that they struggle with. Let's talk about it more like that. Like we all have struggles. Nobody's perfect. I struggle with XYZ. Your struggle mm-hmm. just happens to be that, you know, you clam up and you're not good with conflict resolution. You know, mm-hmm. that's better than saying your weakness is that you're, you know, it's it right. Matters. It does. Like Crystal says, you know, words mean things. And like in that moment, if I, if like that was a patient of mine, your sister's not my patient. But if that, if I was in a similar situation, I'd be like, I'm curious why using that word weakness is so important to you. Like, what does that convey? Or is it more so you don't want to be corrected? Like, yes, you know, things I like that. Some people I've just noticed like people like that, it's just like a hardness to mm. them. Like they've, again, it, to me, it caters to the, I'm tough, suck mm-hmm. it up. Like you, you're used to maybe being talked to a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe nobody really cared about your feelings or something. You haven't gotten that care. So when somebody is now telling you, take care with me, you're like, mm-hmm. why? Why do I need to do that? Grow up. Nobody did that for me. You know, that's where that's coming from. In mm-hmm. my opinion. So we were able to talk about it. And at first she was like, it's the same thing. What are you talking about? But then she was able to be like, yeah, sure. Okay. I see. I kind of see what you mean now. Mm-hmm. As you're explaining mm-hmm. it. Because I was like, words mean things. If somebody says, mm-hmm. you're a bitch, that's yeah. really bitchy or that's rude versus mm-hmm. I'm uncomfortable with the way that you're talking to me right now. Mm-hmm. It feels a little, you know, pointed. Mm-hmm. The tone that you're taking right now is making me uncomfortable. It mm-hmm. sounds aggressive. It like it's feels it's not making me feel good right now yeah like what's going on with that i feel Mm -hmm. like it's just black people's nature across all diaspora to be like what the fuck is that like okay so i'm supposed to baby you i have to baby you it's not it's like and here's the thing like it's i understand the reason why some people are like that but it really isn't because the way that i think to me i think about it like the golden rule right like you want to treat people the way you want to be treated if you want to be treated if you're like well i don't care you can treat me and say anything to me i mean okay but i feel like i get a lot further with people when i talk mm-hmm. to them in a way that's intentional and you right. can too and what, why don't you just try it out and see how right. helpful that might be in your relationships but again the people that i i see you talking this way that are like i'm not gonna baby you i don't have to kiss your ass i didn't ask you to People like that, it literally is like coming from a, a hardness. Mm-hmm. People weren't nice to me. People didn't baby me. People didn't mm-hmm. respect my feelings. Yeah, and I I'm got sorry. over it. I sucked it up. So you mm-hmm. need to suck it up. And so the question is, why is it so important to you to put out a vibe that makes people uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Why can't you be nice and, and just put positivity out into the world? Why must you cater and contribute to the idea that life sucks? Life is mm-hmm. tough suck it up is that really the kind of world you want to live in where you're right suck it up right is i can actually be more mindful and in turn maybe the universe will give me people who are mindful mm-hmm. because if you speak to diff- to people with respect and mindfulness mm-hmm. you tend to get it in return like yeah good out there and it should come back to you versus right contributing to the shittiness of the world by being like suck it up mm-hmm. hey, nobody was nice to me i'm not gonna baby you Oh, when I tell you, it's not, (laughs) I've gotten, Ooh, especially now in my current role. And I've seen adults for the first time I've had adult clients who've been like that and have been just like, well, you know, that type of energy. I'm like, yeah, basically what you said, it's like, you know, I'm curious why it's important to you to use this language or why it's important to you to be spoken to that way or to speak to people that way. It's like, you know, what was going on? you know, prior to that, like what happened as opposed to just being like, well, it's like, mm-hmm. aren't you t- in my head? I would never say this, but I probably would allude to it. It's like, aren't you tired? Like really all of this 
anti-energy for mm-hmm. what? I understand where it's coming from. And a lot of it is based on your history, but it's like, it kind of gets to a point where it's just like, you know what? I'm tired of being Aggie all the time. Exactly. And like, Aren't you tired of being miserable? Like, yeah. Miserable. It's, like, it's it, the, the, literally the equivalent of people who are saying, why should you get your student loans forgiven? I paid mine off. Why should college be free? I had to pay. It's literally, you should mm-hmm. go through the same shit I had to go through. I don't feel sorry for you. You need mm-hmm. to toughen up and do what I did because I feel, I taught myself maybe that I'm valuable because I can deal with things. Like yeah. That or because I'm tough. So to see you get to skate by or have people be nicer or life be easier for you pisses me off. Right. Why do you deserve that? It, it's people just need to really, again, that's why therapy is important, but you can't really go to therapy if you're not self-aware enough to know that you have a problem. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. There have been times where it's like some people, they're just not ready for it yet. It will not help. I had a patient who they, it was clear that they wanted treatment, but they just weren't there yet. And there's only so much you can do where it's just like, you know what? Door is always open. And you, and you do it in a gentle way so they don't feel like they're being rejected or abandoned because a lot of time that's the reason why they're there in the first place. But it's like the door is open, but you don't have to be here. You know, mm. I mean, when you're ready, because, you're ready. Because what you're doing isn't working, right? Right, you're not, exactly. You're not willing to see a different point of view and start thinking about things differently. Then mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Right. I'm not getting anywhere. I'm not here to agree with you or just listen. I'm going to challenge you. Right. I'm going to be challenged uh. isn't for you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste mine, right? Yep. Especially with parents. Oh my gosh, with parents. <laughs> uh, parents with little kids, and it's like my kid is doing this, that, and the third. He's a menace. He's this. He's that. What? And then you actually talk about like, okay, here's a treatment that helps address some of those concerns that you have. It's like, well, that's not gonna work. No, no, no. It's like, well, you came to me. Like, if you don't think this is gonna work, even though it might has worked for hundreds and thousands of other kids. What about what about what you have been doing has been successful? Like I always fit like end up at that level. It's like, what have you been doing that's been successful? Tell me. This reminds me of like gentle parenting. Like Mm. I feel like there's this like thing now where I mean I see that on TikTok too. Yes. Gentle parenting, as we all know, it's also called positive parenting, I think. Yeah. It's literally just about talking your kids through things instead of just punishing them, screaming, reacting out of emotion and anger but more like treating them like human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that sounds revolutionary. <laughs> so a lot of parents are on Twitter and TikTok making fun of the idea of, you know, asking their little toddlers calmly, hey, can you put mommy's phone down? Can you please put it down? Put that phone down right now. Mm. See how quickly she did it because I yell, see, gentle parenting doesn't work. It's like, <sighs> well, you've trained them now to respond to aggression. And fear. And fear. Here- I have going to work forever, but obviously no. if you, if you, if you've taught them now that this is what they need to react to. Yeah. It's probably going to take some time to be like, look, mommy's not going to scream at you anymore, but I right. will enforce, you know, consequences that come from your actions. We will still have, you know, consequences, but I'm going to explain them to you and I'm not going to be aggressive about it. And that's why, like, I'm a huge proponent of behavior therapy, especially with kid with little kids. Like I'm trained in parent-child interaction therapy. So that's like therapy for kids who have com- issues with non-compliance and disruptive behavior and basically you tell them to do something and they don't do it. And a lot of the time is their first has to be an underlying level of secure attachment. 
where the child, there's unconditional love between you and the child where they want you to be happy. So they're going to do things in order to make you happy. A lot of times kids do things to get their parents' attention because they think that that's what's going to make their parents happy and they want their parents' attention regardless if you, they do good things or bad things. But if you first have a secure attachment with your child and you know use some of those things from like gentle, positive parenting, when it's time for you to tell them what to do, you know, in all, in all actuality, you shouldn't really, with, especially with a young kid, you shouldn't be asking them to do things. Like if it's a, if it's a rule in the house, you should tell them to do it and they need to do it. Like that's how they learn. But the way, the way that it's more successful is there's an underlying attachment. They're going to want to do it because they know that's going to get positive praise from you. And that's what they want as opposed to doing it out of fear or doing out of like aggression or intimidation and stuff like that. So it's like a balance of the two, you need to secure attachment. And then you also need to like not give attention to the stuff you don't want to see and give attention to the stuff you do want to see and tell them what to do and they should do it the first time type of thing. See, I talk about this to an extent because I completely understand the benefits of it. And then I remember I ain't got no kids. I know. <laughs> it is so easy for me to be like, obviously, I know what you need to do is Imagine being in the room with a parent who's like the same age as you and you telling them to do this stuff. And they're like, do you have kids? And they're like, wait, but do you have quick kids? Like, no, I don't, but I'm trained. And, da, 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 da. and they're just like, okay. It's like, bitch. Yeah, I know. I'm sure that it's hard for you. Like, uh, yeah. But I'll, I mean, ultimately, like it does work and just being intentional about it and knowing like building attachment, consequences, privileges, rewards, and then have everyone knows what the expectation is. The expectation is that we do this. You do this, there's going to be positive praise. You don't do this, something's going to get taken away. Either your time, either activities, either attention. Like you literally just might not get the attention that you want. And as kids get older, that will develop as more influences come in their life. Because little kids, the only people who are influencing them are their parents and their grandparents and aunts and uncles. Then they go to school, then their peers and teachers and television, social media. So like the everything, the noise gets louder and louder and louder. And if you instill those like main consequences, structure, privileges and stuff like that early on, it'll help them to deal with all of that as they get older. But it's crazy. So on that note- I know, is that the deep thing? For all the parents out there. My deep thing- Complain. My deep think this week is that bologna is amazing. I I bought bologna. What? The meat? Yes, the lunch meat that we used to eat as children. Oh, what? It it, it slaps. It knocks. All of those. (laughs) It is good. I had myself a bologna sandwich today. Really? With tomatoes. And it's so, I was like, oh my gosh, this is delicious. The circle bologna. Oscar Mayer has a name and it's B-O-L-O-G-N-A. The red red shit around it that you have to like peel off of it. Amazing. Amazing. That shit is $6 now. (laughs) Look at supply chain. I swear when we were kids, that shit was 99 cents. Maybe I really thought it was (laughs) was like maybe $2 at most. And now it's $6 because the demand. Dang. It's delicious. It is so good. The bologna community is eating. The bologna community. (laughs) The bologna agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the the title? title? (laughs) 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 I'm going to have abs. Sorry. Wow, that's too funny. I haven't had bologna in so long. I might have to try it. It is so good. I'm telling you, you need to pick something. Maybe next, uh, in the next quarter. (laughs) I'm going to pick Lunchables. Pick something from your childhood that you used to like and try it now. 
Sometimes oh it's really good. I think ballpark hot dogs are still delicious. We lived off those when I was. That's so true. In the microwave, yeah. So yeah, so I, I air fry them. I have a, an air fryer. Um, Ooh, yeah. I, I broil know. them. They're amazing <laughs> broiled in your air fryer. But I don't eat hot dogs too often and I have not eaten bologna in years. So <laughs> that's what you think. And we will see y'all in the next one. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Bye.